Congratulations, you found the audio version of Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego, the weekly podcast talking comic cons and con culture. This is episode one of season six, first broadcast on the 19th of August 2018. San Diego Comic Con is well and truly behind us, but that doesn't mean we don't stop talking Comic Con around here. There's lots to keep us occupied each and every week with some cracking special guests, informative con previews, and live reports. Awesome featured segments and all the latest convention news and updates that you can shake a stick at. And we think we're starting pretty bloody strong with our first episode back. On this episode, we chat with comics art team Ted Brandt and Rose Stein, part of the creative force behind new image comics release, Crowded talking all about the new book and also the current comic convention landscape in the UK and US. Things are afoot with the shows that fans can go to in 2018, especially for comics fans. It's exciting stuff. All of this and all of your burning questions on the YouTube Q&A chat, and we have a pretty packed show for our first one back. It's onward and upward from here, baby. Don't forget, if you enjoy this show, please support us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash EnglishmanSDCC. Hello there, and welcome to Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. Um, my name's Leonard Sultana, and each and every Sunday we talk Comic-Cons, we talk con culture, the wonderful community of people that go to such great events, and also uh, the, the latest news when it comes to uh, the world of cons uh, around the world. Uh, so we're going to be talking North America, UK cons, we're going to be talking about Thought Bubble, we're going to be talking about uh, Lakes, we're going to be talking about MCM, we're going to be talking about a bunch of events that are taking place in the US. Um, we've got ourselves some great guests which I'm going to uh, introduce. Uh, we do have a missing guest, uh, someone who was going to be joining us. We have invited him, we've been contacting uh, the uh, press agency that has been talking to Kaz Anvar uh, from The Expanse, uh, who was going to be joining us because uh, uh, they are going to be showing up at Dragon Con at the end of the month. They're up for a Dragon Award. It was going to be uh, a nice little chat with him about uh, the rise and fall and rise again of The Expanse on Amazon uh, Video, um, but uh, it looks like uh, uh, Kaz isn't able to join us today, but it doesn't matter because we've got some great guests who are with us anyway. We have um, uh, my regular partner in crime. We have Alyssa Franks from the Friends of Comic Con Forum. Hello, Alyssa. How are you? I am well. I am well. It's uh, been been a bit of time, and I'm glad to see that we're back and in in form. <laughs> I know so. about it. Uh, I'm, I'm in a slightly different place where I would film these usually. Thankfully, I'm now in a slightly better um, internet position so hopefully it's going to be a slightly cleaner signal uh, for you guys watching do let us know how uh, we're uh, looking on uh, the show you, you do look very crisp and um, together today <laughs> that's, that's rather scary isn't it I mean when I I think that's the old um, Simpsons or Family Guy gag when suddenly they get uh, high definition television and all of a sudden that pretty news reporter looks very very haggard and no uh, no uh, standing deaf standard deaf uh, so yeah, I can appreciate that. that's where I am at the moment. But uh, no, it's great to see you back. Yes, I know we've taken a, a, an extended break, uh, so uh, it's great to have you here. Um, but we're also joined by Ted Brandt and Rose Stein. Hello there, um, Ted and Rose. How are you? Hello. Hello. Um, <laughs> this is going to be an interesting one because um, Ted and Rose. By the way, I, I didn't really clarify at the beginning. How do I? Is it Rose or Rosie? How do I? How do I say your name? Just Rose. Just row. Fair enough. Okay, excellent stuff. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting conversation uh, with you two because you've got uh, an inter interesting perspective on both um, the UK and the American uh, comic scenes and also convention scenes because you do a lot of work on both. So it's great to have you here. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Uh, we are broadcasting uh, on YouTube, as you know. We're also going to be uh, posting this on Instagram uh, TV. Uh, that's going to be going up on Wednesday. It's also going to be going up on SoundCloud and also on iTunes. If uh, you don't fancy looking at my ugly mug for uh, 45 minutes to an hour, don't forget, forget you can listen to us on Mixler. If you go to mixler.com, that's M-I-X-L-R.com slash Englishman SDCC. It's kind of like a live radio show, so you can listen to us live on a Sunday as well. So that's how you can get in contact with us. If you have any questions for anybody, do jump in with a Q&A. 
and of course we'll uh, jump in with any questions that you have so i suppose the first thing i want to say is uh ted roe congratulations on crowded thank you that came out this week and it's uh, published by image um first issue out this week it's gone down rather well uh, I, I think so i mean it's very difficult to tell from our end for a while okay how, i mean how long has it been since you've been working on the book i mean how long has the uh, crowded been kind of like in gestation it's been a year since the pitch was picked up um i think something like that and yeah it's um it's been a long year of getting to grips with the book we're we're only just starting to really feel comfortable on it honestly but it's yeah Steve it's a really steep learning curve but it's a relief for it to finally be out in the world yes so i mean <laughs> what, what was it um who put you together with uh, christopher sabella who's the uh, the writer on the book who kind of uh, joined you together um it was a mutual friend who um who's now the editor on the book uh, juliet capra um because we we knew her and chris knew her before we knew chris and it was one of those serendipitous things of um Right when uh, we right were when, looking for work, yeah. and he was looking for artists. So. And Juliet happened to be listening to both of us complain that we needed someone right at the same time and uh, put us in touch. Excellent. Well, I mean, I think just in case anyone isn't aware of who you are, uh, because I've been a fan of yours for a while, because I'm a, I'm a Princeless fan, a big Princeless fan. So uh, that's where I came in to your work. Uh, but if you want to introduce yourself to our wider audience, uh, can give us a little bit of a, a bio of the, of the pair of you, please. Uh, well, we met in university where we were both uh, on course for making comic books. And um, yeah, um, not long after we um, not long after we finished there, then um, we started working together. So, uh, row pencils and. Sorry, there was uh, a bit of noise from Melissa there. Um, sorry, I didn't quite catch the, the last bit. Um, so just saying um, that I pencil and Ted inks. Yeah, and that's the way we've been working together for quite some years now. Yeah, our first work was Princeless. That was the first time we'd worked together. Wow, that was the first thing you jumped in on. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How how did the, you connect with that? Was it something that you connected at a, an event? How did you no, kind of no. get in touch with Jeremy on that one? Tumblr post. Because <laughs> um, Jeremy uh, was in need of a replacement artist for the, for the third arc of Princeless, because the artist they had lined up had some personal troubles that forced them to uh, drop out. So he put he was just putting out a post on Tumblr saying. You know, we need we need this. Um, get in touch if it's you, and well, we gave it a try. Excellent stuff. Um, when it came to um, sort of like the evolution of your uh, work, I mean, I'm surprised that you actually that was the first thing that you kind of jumped in on. I mean, were you doing anything prior to Princeless that Not kind of? No. <laughs> no, it was literally just uh, Tumblr posts and just. Yeah, but uh, you know. Um, We'd been doing some individual illustrations and stuff, and trying to bring up work up a portfolio, but uh, we just didn't um, really have much of an opportunity to do that much. Cause looking for other work because we were <laughs> we were just out of university and having trouble finding <laughs> jobs. <laughs> we were just out of university. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, um, yeah, we'd never worked together before, and it was just the thing of the princeless job came up, and we were both interested in it, but both knew that neither of us could do it on our own. So <laughs> that was it. So they pretty much really just liked your style of of art, and that's probably what it really meshed with the writing. Um, I think, think so. so. I mean, there, I think I suspect some of it was also down to work ethic because we were the only <laughs> one, because simply because we were the only ones out of the people who applied who asked for a copy of the script we were working on to do some sample pages uh, as part of the tryout. No one else thought to do that. So things like that and make actually making some character sheets for how mm -hmm. we do the job also like was something that I think nobody else did out of the applicants so mm -hmm. that definitely gave a leg up 
that's a great great advice <laughs> it sounds like the shortest origin story ever <laughs> just launching straight into it i think that's fantastic so i mean the, the i think the really cool thing is that um off the back of uh, that work you've on moved on to work uh, for a lot of uh, american uh uh, bits and pieces as well including uh, the captain america book which i read um you talk about um, the books that you've done um beyond princeless we did a we've done a couple of um filling stuff for marvel so we did um a couple of issues of captain america yep some, some captain marvel some captain marvel uh we did the last issue of the, um, volume one of the Unstoppable Wars. No, no, it's not volume one. It's like the well, no, first story, also. It's the yeah, second volume. That, yeah, no, it, it's, you're, you're confusing trades and volume as in the run. It was the end of volume one. I don't have the lingo. <laughs> uh, and I mean, we launched at Marvel with the um, Champions Monsters Unleashed tie in. Also written by Jeremy. So. Yeah. So, so has yeah. Jeremy been your calling card? into he yeah they helped us get a leg up <laughs> into the uh, industry yeah yeah absolutely so i mean uh, the, uh, what i was going to uh, use the conversation as is kind of the way that uh, certainly in the uk the way that the network uh, is made up of artists writers uh, collaborations uh, team-ups is through comic conventions but it seems like you've kind of circumvented that completely. <laughs> everything, everything we've gotten has been through social media. Honestly, I mean, um, we we got a um, that three page thing in phonogram because of you um, trading puns with Kieran on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then you know it was just that thing of we'd interacted via bad puns for a while, and then when he was asking for the final round of um, phonogram B side artists. I just kind of decided to, you know, risk risk it and uh, just send him a message saying, um, "We're free." Yeah, you know, if if you can't come up with anyone better, hello, and, <laughs> and uh, so we got that as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Most people I know have gotten at least some of their stuff from conventions, but we've not been to enough conventions to do that. <laughs> no, because um, it's you know because we've been. Um, either working or just a bit broken we haven't we haven't um, gone to conventions frequently enough to really network there so which ones which ones have you gone to um we haven't really tabled at them for ages no, now but um we always go to thought bubble even if it's not tabling but uh london super comic con when we can when we can make it down there because that is i think that's my favorite of the london based conventions um, I think that's the only one I've been to. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not. Like, MCM's great, but a bit busy for me, generally. And you know, so American ones. The only one we've actually tabled at was NYCC two years ago, I think. Yeah, time two, has gone weird. I've yeah, no idea. Two years ago. <laughs> As somebody who hasn't um, kind of evolved into the like the convention scene, you've kind of gone into comics through your, your social media contacts i mean what was that experience like tabling at something like uh, uh thought bubble or uh, uh, uh new york comic-con oh we love we always love tabling at uh, thought bubble because the atmosphere is really great um when we first did um when we did the new york comic-con one no one really knew who we were and we were in the um we're in the action lab booth rather than artist alley which was it, so we were kind of in a place where people weren't really looking for artists, so it was a little disheartening because it was like, no one's actually interested. Yeah, because of course Artist Alley in, in NYCC is such a such an institution that everybody who's looking for creators looks there. Yeah. But, um, so that was, it was an interesting experience. That it one, was but... a really weird week. <laughs> I think when I speak to creatives, especially those that go to a convention the table, uh, they often find themselves kind of stuck behind there. They don't get the chance to actually yeah. get out and meet other people. Did that, they did that situation kind of give you the chance to go out and then explore and meet other creatives? Yeah, we did. Um, we did a little bit of going around. Yeah, well, we spent a couple of mornings wandering and all that, but. Um, 
Yeah, it, certainly. It was it was definitely more flexible than something like Thought Bubble. The last time we tabled, I think we we you know we didn't even get a, a full lunch break. One of us had to run out to just to forage for food while uh, the other one was finishing up a sketch commission. So yeah, I mean, as much as I love Thought Bubble, then socialising is strictly for the evenings rather than during the day. And obviously with um, conventions and the, like you say, people didn't really know who you were in terms of coming up to uh, the, the booth or the table. Um, have you started developing any kind of uh, fan base on a one-to-one -one basis at conventions uh, where people are actually coming to uh, your table to see you? We haven't tabled since then, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, because... Is it something that appeals to you, or is it? Yeah, just... um, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, we're really looking forward to uh, seeing to our... people in we're... person. Yeah, we're really looking forward to our table at Thought Bubble this year because um, it has been a while. It's just last year we didn't do it because we didn't have any stock. No, we didn't. We didn't have any. Didn't have any stock because so all... we'd just been sat there with a drawing pad saying, "Do you want us to draw something?" I mean, ultimately. <laughs> We also dropped out of thought because we initially applied for a table at Thought Bubble last year, but dropped out on principle because we it's a curated, that. it's a curated comics show that you have to be selling comics to be there. Like that's part of the principal thing. And while we had enough credentials to get into it, because um, you know all of our Marvel work was middle of middle of runs, then there wasn't much we like point in selling anything there in that way. And crowded had only just begun, so. We just, in the end, what we felt was that we weren't living up to the principles of the con if we took the table, so dropped out. Fair enough. Well, I mean, you say that you've been to Thought Bubble on a number of occasions, and you've seen, uh, probably like myself, the show evolve and grow like a monster, which now yeah. takes over Leeds City Centre. Um, I mean, what's been your take on Thought Bubble and also the kind of convention scene here in the UK in terms of that? growth and the the, the, the way that uh, shows seem to be and just the the, the whole culture behind uh, comic-con seems to have, uh, have grown and we kind of are taking on the u.s kind of model in that regard in that we've we're growing these things into these monster oh, events oh yeah absolutely but um i think the reason why we both like thought bubble is because it's a much more european affair than the american oh. show. you know it's um it's, it's much closer to a miniature Angoulême than it is a Wizard World or a Reed Pop event. It's um, because it's got that, you know, integration into the town, um, tents sprawling through the town, use of walkways and all that. It's, it feels like a much more organic affair than, than anything that I've ever been to in America, which is something I've, I really like because... Yeah, I mean, it's strictly a personal preference, but for me, it, it feels more approachable and more um, more open and just not quite as crammed, I think, is a, a term I'd often use with American conventions. I don't know. The uh, Thought Bubble last year was uh, a pretty packed affair. Um, I, seem to, I seem to remember checking my uh, walking stats uh, once uh, the weekend had done uh, my... Yeah, but I, I I put my steps in on that particular weekend. It was a, a big enough show. Um, do you get the chance to uh, check out any of the smaller ones? Maybe anything local to you? I mean, where where are you guys based? Um, just north of Bristol. So, are there any sh local shows that you get the chance to go and see? Perhaps any because I'm I feel that in the UK there's two different different types of shows. There's pure comic conventions. And then, like you say, the MCM and the slightly busier pop culture show. Yeah. And that line, it, there's a definite gap between those two kind of shows. Um, although MCM, and this is where I'm going to be leading with the, the next question, MCM are definitely doing uh, their best to evolve Comic Village. Uh, full disclaimer, I'm uh, their panel host guy uh, for their comics uh, for MCM from this year onward. And they are inviting some pretty big guests, including international guests. Um, do you think that will change the way that the pure comics conventions will behave in this country? I hope not, because I, I like, I, yeah, um, we haven't been to many of the, um, the smaller cons, but that's, yeah, it's one of those things where when Crowded is up to having a, a proper trade out, then 
there'll be there'll be much more point in us going on a tabling basis. And you know, it's one of those things of traveling to a lot of shows isn't really financially viable if we're not going to be making money at them. But um, um, yeah, I I um, I would hope that small shows stay not small, but stay the way they are because I think starting out with that um, whole deal of you know focusing on comics is a better place to start as much because if you're a smaller show going the media route especially early on you're unlikely to have the juice to pull in anybody that would attract anyone outside of a very niche very niche audience okay um we are going to have a quick look down through a couple of the questions uh, that are coming through uh, because we have got uh, a couple of people some fans of crowd uh, crowded uh, who uh, who bought that on uh, Wednesday uh, we've got Leanne who's a, a fan uh, for people who don't know and perhaps uh, you want to try and uh, uh, kind of introduce the book to people can you give us the elevator pitch for crowded please uh, 10 minutes into the future everyone is working in a gig-based economy um, one of these apps in the economy is called Reaper, which is a crowdfunding app for assassination. So if you find someone you don't like, you can start a Kickstarter to get them killed. And the um, the if someone else kicks in money, then you've got a, a campaign on. And then so um, that gives you a 30-day window to raise as much money as you can and anybody who kills within that 30-day window takes whatever pot has accumulated up to that point. So the story is all about... Um, Charlie Ellison. Yeah. Just an ordinary girl who wakes up one morning to find that she has a $1.2 million bounty on her head. Now, this is quite surprising because Charlie believes herself to be a nobody. She, you know, works a dozen inconsequential app-based jobs and... That seems to be the end of it, but somehow she's got what um, yeah a record-breaking Reaper bounty on her head, and out of desperation, she looks for a bodyguard on another app called Defend, and the only person who responds is the lowest-rated bodyguard called Vita, and this is basically the story of them trying to outrun everybody during the thirty-day campaign and figure out why exactly she has uh, Charlie has such a high bounty on her head. When Christopher kind of pitched the book to you, uh, what was the first thing that you thought? What what was the kind of first reaction we when you uh, got the story? Like, oh, this could be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, um, Chris pitched us. He had five books that he that had in various stages of development when we talked to him. So we heard about Cold War, and we crowded. Uh, we didn't think we could do Cold War justice because. You know, it just it didn't seem quite like we could fit them. But then the second book he told us about was crowded, and we didn't even ask what the other three were. It's like, no, we want that one, please. <laughs> just went straight for crowded. That's what we yeah. like to hear. Excellent stuff. So, like you say, it's um, it's it was the first uh, issue was released this week. I mean, what kind of plans are already in place? You've been working on the book for a year. Uh, I mean, how far are you currently in? So, like production of the book. I mean, how uh, far down the line are you? Not as far as we'd like. We're um, we're coming up on the end of the first arc, um, but the you know, I mean, it, you, you've seen the first issue. the The learning curve on it is very steep, and the the book itself is so dense that it's taken us quite a while to get up to speed on producing it because it's. I mean, you know, we, we did a, a a panel count for issue four and. It has over two hundred panels in it. Which, when you think about, it, like an average an average book is twenty pages with, five, say, five panels a page. That's a hundred panels in an average issue. So we've uh, got four more pages and and twice, twice the as panels. Many panels. So it's 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 very full. It's work intensive as a book. It's incredibly work intensive. So we're not as far ahead as we'd like, but more we're we're doing okay by you know because of the image system of have an arc with a three month gap um to release the trade and then start the new arc so yeah we're we're on track for where we need to be even if we're not quite where we'd like to be 
Fair enough. And to get back to the conversation of conventions then, and uh, with uh, tying it in with Crowded, I mean, are you getting any invites in terms of presenting Crowded to an actual uh, an audience in front of people? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. yet. If, if anybody, you know, if anybody's interested, then all they have to do is ask. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But so conventions are definitely something that you are wanting to do. Are you wanting to do more of them, or are you happy with the oh, kind of the, the number that you're doing at the moment? We definitely like, yeah, we definitely like to do more. It's just not we really had the opportunity to. Do no, many exactly. For a while. Now that we've got a product that we can, but now that we've got a product we can sell there, so you know we won't be necessarily taking a financial loss on the weekend. Then suddenly that that makes for a very different attitude to attending them. And we would be, you know, definitely, we're starting to think much more about what we can do next year. So is it the just the UK shows? That you, I'm, I'm trying to work out how far that you'd actually like to travel. Oh, I mean... <laughs> I, 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 I'm just trying to work out if you're kind of very happy, sort of like working almost on a virtual level, uh, kind of just uh, through social media. Or do, you, or do you like getting out there to the wider world? If someone else is going to pay for us to go, we'll go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds like about um, the, the way that... As long as there's a hotel, a train, or a plane, and uh, a, a, a half-decent green room with some... Uh, oh, some, we don't... Uh, we don't good, some goodies. <laughs> Excellent yeah. stuff. So you say you're doing Thought Bubble. Is there any other conventions that you've got lined up for 2018, or is, is that pretty much it at the moment? That's um, pretty much it right now. That, that's it at the moment. Um, like I said, we're, we're hoping to make 2019 a bit more busy because um, in March we'll have the crowded, the first crowded trade, which becomes a much easier seller for shows because, of course, that, you've got the whole first arc wrapped up in one package. There's also a thing that you're more happy to have that in stock so you don't end up with a whole load of single issues under your bed that you can't sell <laughs> yeah single issues are, are a tricky beast so like so you know thought bubble will be good because we will only have the first two issues it's not too it's not too difficult to sell those if we you know if we need to but once once we're into getting trades then suddenly that makes tabling at conventions much easier because it's just one streamlined product that we can sell that becomes yeah, it's a, it's a very different experience. Fair enough. So no, th so no thoughts of going back to New York Comic Con Not this yet. year? No, until yeah. we can board planes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, if, if they were willing to invite us out, then we'd be there for <laughs> I understand. Uh, having been to New York Comic Con in their artist alley, it's uh, it, it's quite intense. Uh, you know, I have been there, so I understand what uh, what you're up against with with regards to that. Um, are you uh, the other? Um, there are a lot of other smaller cons, and I, I just kind of want to disavow dis abuse people of the idea that New York that um, all of uh, the American conventions are uh, large and big and overdone. <laughs> there are a lot of smaller conventions out there in the scope of Thought Bubble and so forth. Oh, yeah. um, you mean, know, just in New York this weekend, there's FlameCon, isn't there? So yeah, mm -hmm. much more of a you know, there's much more of a kind of smaller scale, more manageable mm -hmm. experience. More manageable. <laughs> I'm trying to um, pull up the details because, uh, I mean, another way that obviously um, artists and creatives can interact with their fans is through comic book uh, shop tours. And um, I know that uh, there's, um, uh, I'm trying to remember his name, <laughs> trying to remember who's doing it. But there's a, 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 um, a guy that's flying over who's a, uh, an Irish based artist who's actually. Sorry? Declan Shelby. That's the one. I don't know why on earth his name escaped me. Don't it's Declan Shelby for Christ's sake. Um, yeah, he's doing his obviously his uh, UK U, US um, comic book shops tour. Uh, yeah. Is that something that possibly appeals? Maybe even here in the UK, doing uh, sort of like face to face meetings. Yeah, yeah we'd be up for that. We just don't know if anyone wants us there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, like that's something that will come in when Crowded's got a trade. That'll be much easier to get a 
because by then there'll be a, hopefully more of a built-in audience, which you know would and so then if shops know that that people would be interested in having us, then they'll be much more likely to be amenable to it. Because of course, you know, assigning is a risk for a shop because they've got to uh, they've got to buy in extra stock, they've got to um, make provisions for the creators to be there. It's it's a lot of work, a lot of additional work for shops. So they need to be understandably fairly certain that it's not going to hurt their bottom line and leave them with a load of unsold material at the end. So hopefully Crowded should end up pulling in enough of an audience that something like that will be possible when the trade's out. I'm very curious also as to what the, the model is with, say, Image, because obviously when you have um, other publishers that have, um, it's more of an invested uh, thing for them to, for the book to succeed and that they would then call on the artists and creatives to go out and sell the book on a face-to-face -face basis. Because Image, um, at the end of the day, is creator-owned. So you kind of have to, it's, the onus is on you to kind of promote yourself. Would you say that's, that's the case? Yeah, I mean, Image do have a staff, and they do they you know so that they do have PR staff who are doing um, some stuff, but obviously, they're they're not going to be providing the full experience in the way that, say, Marvel's in-house PR team are, because it's it's a very different operation. Um, they did have someone there who mocked up some um, really nice photo-based um, ads for us. I yeah. can't remember the name of who that was. No, not off the top of my head. It was, it was a while ago now. But yeah, like they, they did, um, the, the image PR team did make um, in-house ads that then they uh, they sent out to comic stores who ordered image books to, um, you know, just uh, to try and raise awareness and things like that. So it's not, it's certainly not that they're doing nothing, but yeah, I mean, I think with no matter who you're working for or with in comics, then if you're not heavily self-promoting, you're always going to be missing a trick somewhere. Fair enough. And I suppose the other thing I wanted to ask is um, just how uh, busy you're looking in terms of not just Crowded, but other projects as well. I mean, um, is Crowded kind of taking up your um, your uh, your time at the moment in terms of full on getting that book done or is yeah. there are you um, are you a, a team that also kind of balances and spins a whole bunch of plates at once no i mean if this is a very full time consuming book yeah <laughs> um like, i mean you know like we said crowded is seriously intense to make and maybe it'll get to a point where it isn't but i don't think so because part of the reason why we're proud of this book is because we're pushing ourselves so damn hard to outdo each issue and you know so it means that we're every issue we're trying to do something new something different push harder and so i'm not anticipating the workload falling anytime soon because the better we get the better we're going to make it excellent i, I don't want anyone to ever read an issue of crowded and think that's not better than last month is the thing we've, we've been shortchanged here i don't think so yeah yeah, that, that's that's what we're trying to avoid to make sure that every month someone can come and read it and go, wow, that was even better than last time. Excellent. Well, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing where Crowded goes because I, I loved issue one. Uh, I, I I really am. I'm on board. Uh, I'm there's a bunch of books that were launched by Image this week. A couple of uh, first issues. Um, I'd say all of them were uh, pretty much top notch, but Crowded. Definitely uh, is on the top of that particular pile. I, I'm a big fan. So looking forward to see where, where it goes from here. So looking forward to seeing you at Thought Bubble and also yep. other conventions uh, down the road as well. Um, is there anything else that you want to promote? Where, do, where can people find you online and follow the story of Crowded uh, online? Well, we're mostly just on Twitter because we have tumblers, but we don't really use them anymore. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just that thing of too much of a time suck. Well, it's not just that. It's like, by the time you're allowed to post things up, it's like, oh, I don't want to post that anymore. I'm better now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, the best place to find the pair of us online is definitely uh, definitely Twitter. So I'm at 10 underscore bandits. 10 is the word rather than the number. 
And I am at Rosie Tinted Specs, and that Rosie is spelt R O S Y, like you know, Rosie apples and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, that, that's the best place to find us. Then, if you do, come and say hello, and we'll almost certainly say hello back. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to be doing my damnedest uh, to kind of put your names forward for every convention that I can uh, put you in front of. Please do. Uh, so uh, any way I can completely delay the end of Crowded. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so just completely mess up with your time schedule completely. So that's, what I'm, that's what I'm going to try and do. Listen, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much indeed for coming on our uh, first episode. Back. It's a pleasure to have uh, been uh, speaking to you. And uh, best of luck with Crowded. Uh, everyone go out and check it out. Like I say, issue one came out this week. It's on Image Comics. You'll find it in all your local comic book shops. Uh, I really would recommend it. It's a great book. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed. Right, so there you go. That's uh, Ted and Ro. Um, do check out the book. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I found it interesting talking to them about their, um, their their evolution as artists, the fact that they launched straight into titles and straight into published big – I mean, I would, I'd say pretty big published works, which I thought absolutely. was uh, quite impressive. Absolutely. It's also interesting to me that they have gotten um, occasional work through uh, different authors uh, through Marvel. And so they're starting to get their name out. And it really is a study in how to start your uh, career. Um, you know, you reach out, you say, hey, you know, you have a, 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 a connection like uh, he had with Kieran and uh, with uh, just bantering and you say, hey, I'm available and and I can work on a schedule. I mean, how many times have we heard from creatives on our show? I was able to keep to the schedule and that's why I'm hired. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, so, I, I do remember that. um uh, that uh, I did a, an interview with uh, Dave Gibbons, and uh, yeah. I basically said, uh, "So, what is the appeal uh, of someone hiring someone?" He said, "Getting the work done." Yep. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Able, able to keep on to a schedule. That's well, yes. Um, as someone who fails on that on a regular basis, I totally appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, no comment. Yeah. I'm not saying a word. No. I don't have a script, so I have no idea where we're going. <laughs> well, I, to be honest, it's going to be a, a pretty uh, wrap-up show uh, at this point. We are going to make it a short one because um, if you are, if you've joined us a little bit late and you were expecting uh, us to be speaking to Kazanvar from uh, the Expanse, trust me, we were looking forward to it as well. Um, we were contacted by the uh, his PA uh, and uh, his PR department. Um, because uh, they are gearing themselves up for uh, appearing at DragonCon at the end of the month. Uh, I'm just uh, about to uh, uh, pull up the information about that because um, it's the I think it's the first time that a large number of the cast um, will be appearing at a convention uh, in 2018. This is Kazanvar. This is uh, Shore Agalashu. I, I, I can always always trip up on her surname. Agdalashu. Uh, I should have got that wrong. Uh, I'm. Yeah, <laughs> Dominique Tipper and Frankie Adams. Uh, it's the first time that the the cast have uh, all come together uh, to appear at a convention. And like I say, they're appearing at DragonCon. Uh, I wanted to talk to Kaz about the relationship between the fans going to conventions, building a, co a community up that allows them to generate the, the heat behind uh, a show being resurrected on Amazon Prime. Uh, so that's where I wanted to uh, to go with that. So it's a shame that we weren't able to uh, bring Kaz on today's show. We may be able to arrange it further down the line, fingers crossed. But um, I was told by everyone uh, involved in the organisation uh, that he was up for it and he was he was committed. The word was committed. Uh, I don't know if that actually meant he had been committed and that's why he's unavailable. But uh, that, that, who knows? Uh, but uh, fingers crossed we'll be able to get Kaz on uh, a future show prior to him uh, appearing at DragonCon, so maybe in the next couple of weeks. Speaking of future guests, we do have a number of people that are lined up and those are going to be speaking to us. Uh, we'll be announcing those in the next couple of days. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what we do with the season because we've got some big names. I think the great thing about going to San Diego Comic-Con this year was 
I was going up to artists and creatives and uh, people at stands and various celebrities and industry types, and they kind of knew who we were. And they said, yep, yeah, we'd be up for coming on the show. Now it's just a case of connecting the dots and uh, uh, getting them on and uh, working out a schedule for that. So watch this space. We will uh, make that happen. But what's been happening with you, Alyssa, over the last uh, couple of weeks? I mean, I know that uh, you've been catching up uh, post San Diego Comic Con on films and television. I know that uh, leading up to Comic Con, your DVR was getting particularly full. Have you been able to chip away at that at all? I um, no, actually, I haven't. Um, what's been interesting to me, I've been really following the whole Movie Pass situation here in the states. Uh, Movie Pass, for for those that don't know, or in the UK is a program where you pay $10 a month and got to see unlimited amount of movies. Uh, that was in existence for a couple of years, a few years, and it is seems like it's now defunct. But um, a few other places have opened up other um, programs. Uh, AMC, for example, which is the program that I, I joined, was uh, $20 a month, and you get to see as many movies, uh, three movies a week. Uh, so I was able to see um, a chomp. No, the Meg. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is, that, is that what we're calling it? I, I quite like that title. Actually. Yeah, chomp. Yes, absolutely. Why not? Uh, the Meg, uh, which was absolutely very, very. Uh, I don't know if anybody else has seen it. Uh, I, I suspect others have, but uh, very predictable in terms of its casting. However, the uh, the special effects and the creature was amazing, and the the video was was absolutely fun. I know Mark Serby liked it a long time. Uh, guest of the Hangout uh, also was able to see. Uh, it seemed to be going under a couple of um, confusions. So I went and saw black uh, KKK Klansmen and uh, unknown, unbeknownst to me, it was done by Spike Lee. So I was kind of like going, this is a little preachy. And then I'm like, oh yeah, Spike Lee, right, boom. <laughs> Makes a little, a little bit more sense when you go in with that information, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You know, uh, very much like uh, a super rich Asian, uh, <laughs> crazy rich Asian uh, movie. Uh, I didn't know it was a rom-com, <laughs> but you know, it's a type of movie that I would like. So, uh, and it was actually really, really fun, even though I dislike rom-coms. So, you know, those, those three movies are absolutely on my list of, um, and I'm looking of list of movies to go see. And I'm also looking forward to hearing what Mark Serby has to say about them eventually. Um, and also that's, you know, that's kind of where I've been. Uh, speaking of sharks, we do have a shark. The last Sharknado is, is airing on the television this week. So that's just kind of a, a by the by. And I, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I've been up to. I mean, I got, you see my new digs here. And, uh, so this is where I'll be broadcasting from most of the time. So okay. sunny San Diego. Well, yes, indeed. Um, not so sunny UK here. Um, the sun is about to set on me. Uh, so I am going to uh, say that we're going to wrap things up for the future. We are going to be doing the shows. They are not going to go any longer than an hour. Uh, like I say, the, the main reason for that is because we're also going to be uploading the show to Instagram TV. So uh, that is as long as you can get. You can only do our show and our uploads on uh, Instagram. So uh, that's uh, part of the reason why we're kind of condensing things down. And also the uh, shows that we have done in the past really have been talk until we drop. And I think that's... Uh, the, the, there's only so many marathons that us current con attendees can go to. Uh, I think there's only so many uh, events where they just keep going on and on and on. Uh, so we are going to keep things to a, a nice tight uh, schedule uh, going forward. So like you say, thank you very much indeed to Ro and to uh, to Ted for joining us. Apologies uh, for everyone who joined us expecting to see Kaz. Like I say, uh, you're as uh, disappointed as I am because uh, we really would have liked, loved to have had him on. Um, Alyssa, where are you going? What's your con um, lineup from here on in? Have you got uh, anything kind of on the schedule? I, I'm tentatively looking at a designer con and Long Beach Comic Con. Um, I'm trying to figure out ways of um, 
financing my hotel rooms, I think is the best, best way of saying that. Um, you, so that's, you know, those are the two on my schedule. I do want to make a quick shout out um, for anybody that is in San Diego this afternoon. Uh, Matt Dumford is doing, um, is hosting a San Diego Comic Fest volunteer meeting. And that is, uh, I think, at one of the public libraries. Get with me, and I will um, pass that along that information along to you. It's at one o'clock this afternoon. If you're interested in volunteering and getting behind the scenes look at uh, what happens at the year long preparation to what happens at a comic convention, um, that's. That's all. I also wanted to mention that Karen Karen Sessions uh, posted that the Sci-Fi Channel is currently doing a Sharknado uh, marathon. So, <laughs> you know, do Sharknado, go see the Meg. <laughs> you have to you have to see it. It it really is quite quite fun. Cool. Uh, as for myself, um, I just want to say thank you everyone who showed up at uh, Meanwhile. Uh, comic-con in worthing uh, a couple of weekends ago or was it yeah last weekend um it was a great show uh, as uh, the second one that has been produced by simon burks from blue fox comics um it was the first time that he'd done a, a show at worthing uh, it was a sequel to the show that he did at uh at Chichester, which uh, the second year of that is going to be coming up very shortly indeed. Um, my convention uh, calendar is going to start getting full at the middle of next month, and hopefully uh, one or two people you can come and uh, join us, because I'm going to be panel hosting at uh, these shows, so looking forward to attending uh, the ICE um, International Comics Expo on the 15th of uh, September. Uh, that's on the Saturday. Um, no idea yet who I'm going to be speaking to, but considering that they have uh, a number of the 2000 AD creatives, uh, Alessandro Vitti is going to be there. Um, some great, some great guests. Uh, do check out uh, the Ice uh, Comic Con uh, website and Twitter for more information about that. That's on the 15th. The week after that is Thought Bubble. Uh, I will not be attending this year, and it's killing me. Uh, it's something that I would love to go to, uh, as it is my local con. It would take me 15 minutes to get there. However, I'm going to be taking a train up to Scotland uh, because I am going to be uh, panel hosting for MCM uh, up in uh, Glasgow uh, on the, oh, let me just get those uh, correct dates. That's the 23rd and the 20, uh, 22nd and 23rd of September. Um, looking forward to speaking to the two guests that are uh, lined up for that, which is David Azzarello and also Donny Cates as well, uh, two great international talents including all the rest of the uh, the comic talents of which we'll be putting on panels throughout the course of the weekend. So hopefully you can join us for MCM Scotland that weekend. Then after that, it's going to be the 29th and 23rd, uh, 29th and 30th, which is the uh, last weekend in September. That's down at uh, Meanwhile Chichester. Um, again, Simon uh, pulls some great local talent from the South Coast uh, to uh, this great con which is just so full of positivity um everyone gets the chance to kind of network and meet with everyone and it really is just a, a fun show to attend so looking forward to attending that uh, in october uh, we have the lakes international comics arts festival we usually try and get to go along um, i'm hoping that i'll be able to make it certainly on the uh, the saturday and sunday but uh, i'll uh, keep you up to date with whether that's going to be the, the case but the big show for me is in october from the 26th to the 28th of October, it is MCM London Comic Con, where I have been told that I will be interviewing Frank Miller, Brian Azzarello, uh, Jimmy Palmiotti, Amanda Connor, um, and a number of others which have yet to be announced. Uh, it's going to be a fun weekend, that. Uh, so, uh, looking forward to uh, speaking to Frank Miller and to find out just how bonkers he is in real life, uh, considering everyone else tells me he's. Uh, uh, bat nuts crazy. I would like to find out for myself. So I'm going to get the chance to speak to Frank Miller. And then uh, the last one that's kind of confirmed for me in the uh, the year is in November, which is the first weekend uh, in November, which is Saturday, which is ICE, the International Comics Expo, their Brighton show. Uh, so I've been invited down to there uh, to attend and panel host for that. But other than that, um, it's also going to be um, making sure that we are on air for uh, Talking Con each and every week. Um, Andrew, Andrew oh, English is asking if you're going to be at MCM Brighton, Birmingham. Birmingham. Um, I haven't been invited yet. Um, I, although it's entirely down to their um, 
their comics village uh, talent and whether they're actually putting uh, panels on for that talent. Um, as far as I'm aware, I'll be making having that conversation when I meet them, uh, meet up with the guys in uh, Scotland uh, next month. So uh, as soon as I get any details, I will let you know. Uh, so there we go. Right. Thank you very much indeed for joining us uh, today. We are going to be uh, scheduling some shows very soon about New York Comic Con as we get uh, built up for that. Are you going to be able to attend that this year, uh, Alyssa? I now, now that you're on entirely the opposite coast. Right. I will not. Um, just this year is too too much. Uh, I already have scheduled a trip back to my uh, uh, to for Christmas for the holidays. So yeah. that's that's taking precedent, honestly. You do so. right. You do right. Excellent stuff. So thank you very much, Lee, for joining us, and I hope you've enjoyed the show. Like I say, it's our first one back. We are going to stumble back into it, and like I say, we're going to be filling up all the uh, the guest slots uh, for the uh, the forthcoming weeks. So do pay attention to our social media, and uh, we'll do what we can to get you some pretty good uh, special guests for this season. Alyssa, where can people find you online? Uh, people can always find me at Friends of CCI for my Twitter handle, and they can always find me on my on the forum and the blog at friendsofcc.com. Excellent. For myself, you can find me on Englishman SDCC. Uh, that account will be up and running and will remain up and running, even though uh, by the end of October, uh, end of September. Um, there will be another account slightly livelier, uh, which I'm going to be running, which is the Convention Collective. Um, all the URLs are uh, set up, all the social medias are set up. Uh, basically, an Englishman in San Diego is getting pared down. Um, I, I'm reclaiming it, basically. Um, whereas before, uh, the, the site kind of has ballooned into something which covers comic conventions and uh, all the pop culture uh, stuff that surrounds it. Now it's a case of the Convention Collective is going to be a site which is going to be a resource for comic conventions, uh, not just San Diego Comic-Con, uh, and not only uh, conventions in the US, but UK as well. I'm going to try and fill it with as much information as I possibly can. The actual official title of it, it's the Convention Collective featuring an Englishman in San Diego. I'm going to have my little corner of the site down in the corner. I'm reclaiming myself, as it were. Uh, so uh, do uh, join us uh, and for that particular ride. Uh, the website does go dark uh, in a just under two weeks' time, uh, which means I'm rebuilding effectively everything from scratch. 1st of October is when the conventioncollective.com goes live. But other than that, do follow Englishman SDCC for all the updates, especially when it comes to uh, Talking Con and future episodes coming up. Uh, once again, you'll be able to see this episode on Instagram TV as of Wednesday morning, along with uh, the audio version going live on uh, iTunes podcasts and SoundCloud. We're hoping that we'll be able to get the, uh, the podcast on Spotify shortly. We'll keep you up to date with uh, any updates if that happens. Thank you very much indeed for watching. If you'd like to support the show, please head to patreon.com slash Englishman SDCC and uh, donate what you can. It allows us to keep the lights on, allows us to do what we can and convince some guests to come on the show if financially motivated. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Do take care and hopefully we'll see you next Sunday. Thank you. Bye-bye.